Section 19 of A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy by Lawrence Stern. Section 19 The Mystery Paris. If a man knows the heart, he will know it was impossible to go back instantly to my chamber. It was touching a cold key with a flat third to it upon the close of a piece of music which had called forth my affections. Therefore, when I let go the hand of the fille de chambre, I remained at the gate of the hotel for some time looking at every one who passed by and forming conjectures upon them till my attention got fixed upon a single object which confounded all kind of reasoning upon him it was a tall figure of a philosophic serious a dust look which passed and repassed sedately along the street making a turn of about sixty paces on each side of the gate of the hotel the man was about fifty-two had a small cane under his arm was dressed in a dark drab-coloured coat waistcoat and breeches which seemed to have seen some years service they were still clean and there was a little air of frugal propreté throughout him by pulling off his hat and his attitude of accosting a good many in his way i saw he was asking charity so i got a sou or two out of my pocket ready to give him as he took me in his turn he passed by me without asking anything and yet did not go five steps further before he asked charity of a little woman i was much more likely to have given of the two he had scarce done with the woman when he pulled off his hat to another who was coming the same way an ancient gentleman came slowly and after him a young smart one he let them both pass and asked nothing i stood observing him half an hour in which time he had made a dozen turns backwards and forwards and found that he invariably pursued the same plan there were two things very singular in this which set my brain to work and to no purpose the first was why the man should only tell his story to the sex and secondly what kind of story it was and what species of eloquence it could be which softened the hearts of the women which he knew it was to no purpose to practise upon the men there were two other circumstances which entangled this mystery the one was he told every woman what he had to say in her ear and in a way which had much more the air of a secret than a petition the other was 
it was always successful he never stopped a woman but she pulled out her purse and immediately gave him something i could form no system to explain the phenomenon i had got a riddle to amuse me for the rest of the evening so i walked upstairs to my chamber the case of conscience paris i was immediately followed up by the master of the hotel who came into my room to tell me i must provide lodgings elsewhere how so friend said i he answered i had had a young woman locked up with me two hours that evening in my bedchamber and twas against the rules of his house very well said i we'll all part friends then for the girl is no worse and i am no worse and you will be just as i found you it was enough he said to overthrow the credit of his hotel voyez vous monsieur said he pointing to the foot of the bed we had been sitting upon i own it had something of the appearance of an evidence but my pride not suffering me to enter into any detail of the case i exhorted him to let his soul sleep in peace as i resolved to let mine do that night and that i would discharge what i owed him at breakfast i should not have minded monsieur said he if you had had twenty girls tis a score more replied i interrupting him than i ever reckoned upon provided added he it had been but in a morning and does a difference of the time of the day at paris make a difference in the sin it made a difference said he in the scandal i like a good distinction in my heart and cannot say i was intolerably out of temper with the man i own it is necessary resumed the master of the hotel that a stranger at paris should have the opportunities presented to him of buying lace and silk stockings and ruffles and tout cela and tis nothing if a woman comes with a bandbox oh my conscience said i she had one but i never looked into it then monsieur said he has bought nothing not one earthly thing replied i because said he i could recommend one to you who would use you en conscience but i must see her this night said i he made me a low bow and walked down now shall i triumph over this maitre d'hotel cried i and what then then i shall let him see i know he is a dirty fellow and what then what then i was too near myself to say it was for the sake of others i had no good answer left there was more of spleen than principle in my project and i was sick of it before the execution 
in a few minutes the grisette came in with her box of lace i'll buy nothing however said i within myself the grisette would show me everything i was hard to please she would not seem to see it she opened her little magazine and laid all her laces one after another before me unfolded and folded them up again one by one with the most patient sweetness i might buy or not she would let me have everything at my own price the poor creature seemed anxious to get a penny and laid herself out to win me and not so much in a manner which seemed artful as in one i felt simple and caressing if there is not a fund of honest gullibility in man so much the worse my heart relented and i gave up my second resolution as quietly as the first why should I chastise one for the trespass of another? If thou art tributary to this tyrant of an host, thought I, looking up in her face, so much harder is thy bread. If I had not more than four louis d'or in my purse, there was no such thing as rising up and showing her the door till I had first laid three of them out in a pair of ruffles. The master of the hotel will share the profit with her. No matter, then I have only paid as many a poor soul has paid before me, for an act he could not do or think of. The Riddle, Paris when la fleur came up to wait upon me at supper he told me how sorry the master of the hotel was for his affront to me in bidding me change my lodgings a man who values a good night's rest will not lie down with enmity in his heart if he can help it so i bid la fleur tell the master of the hotel that i was sorry on my side for the occasion i had given him and you may tell him if you will la fleur added i that if the young woman should call again i shall not see her this was a sacrifice not to him but myself having resolved after so narrow an escape to run no more risks but to leave paris if it was possible with all the virtue i entered it c'est déranger à noblesse monsieur said la fleur making me a bow down to the ground as he said it et encore monsieur said he may change his sentiments and if par hasard he should like to amuse himself i find no amusement in it said i interrupting him mon dieu said la fleur and took away in an hour's time he came to put me to bed and was more than commonly officious something hung upon his lips to say to me or ask me which he could not get off i could not conceive what it was 
and indeed gave myself little trouble to find it out, as I had another riddle so much more interesting upon my mind, which was that of the man's asking charity before the door of the hotel. I would have given anything to have got to the bottom of it, and that not out of curiosity. It is so low a principle of inquiry, in general, I would not purchase the gratification of it with a two-sou piece. But a secret, I thought, which so soon and so certainly softened the heart of every woman you came near, was a secret at least equal to the philosopher's stone. Had I both the Indies, I would have given up one to have been master of it. I tossed and turned it almost all night long in my brains, to no manner of purpose, and when I awoke in the morning, I found my spirits as much troubled with my dreams as ever the King of Babylon had been with his, and I will not hesitate to affirm it would have puzzled all the wise men of Paris as much as those of Chaldea to have given its interpretation. End of section 19 Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey